This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and your dating guru is Montreal socialista Cheryl Besner. Cheryl, good evening. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited about today's show. Yes, we're talking uh, a lot about technology. We're talking about technology and algorithms, which is like, (laughs) I have to tell you, a little bit panicky for me because when I first met the gentleman who will be joining us shortly... Talking about math brought me back to high school days. Okay, I failed math. <laughs> you did, I failed math. I failed math four thirty six. You see, look at that. Yeah. We have more in common. I, I, I week didn't take to summer week, school. It was it was a mess. I never did summer school. I took summer school because I wanted to get over with, and then uh, I took the easy math in my last year of high school because I was scared away from it. Okay, but the one math <laughs> equation that I do know really well is one plus one equals two, and that's what we're here about, right? We talk about relating, dating, and mating, and how to go from being a solo to being a duo. Yeah, so later in the show, we'll talk more about online dating and how that can help you find love. Uh, but first, um, it, this this our, our first guest is more than about just online dating. It's about using uh, algorithms and using, using science and computing to actually find you uh, a better mate. Right, and you know, it's interesting. Uh, Ginny Rometty, the chief executive officer of IBM, she was just talking last week, supposedly, in New York about how algorithms can be used to, number one, identify who we are, which is the first step, and then how we can meet people who are more in keeping with what we need based on who we really are rather than what we think we want. See, I do hesitate when it comes to online dating, but if you incorporate this kind of uh, smart technology, then maybe I can get on board. If a computer's going to tell me like there's a 99% chance it'll work with this person, I'm in. Okay, so you can take, um, you know, we're talking about here math, and then you've got chemistry. Mm-hmm. So we're taking chemistry and we're putting on the side a little bit? Well, th- no, there definitely is a bit of uh, chemistry that can't be figured out by math, I'm assuming. Right. But um, hey, let's let's bring in our guest let's and, bring and on figure and... this out. Uh, Thierry Hubert is from Darwin Ecosystem LLC. Uh, they have offices in Boston and Montreal, and they work with IBM's Watson computer uh, on uh, stuff like this. Uh, Thierry, welcome to Solo in the City. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited about um, everything that you've been developing, um, mm-hmm. and because you also have an app coming up, which we'll get to later, called VibeMate. Right. But let, let's back up a little bit here, and tell us a little bit about the algorithms and how it can really help us find out who we should really be with. Well, that's very interesting, because the one thing about the algorithm is that it's based on what we call cognitive computing systems. And cognitive computing systems are systems that are able to understand the information that it receives and and profile understand, profile the personalities in some ways, uh, able to complete who you are purely from an analytical standpoint and also the ability to interact with it. So it's what we call these big analytic systems. So very often we, we project ourselves what we want, and you talk about dating, uh, basically dating sites, but we do more than that. We look about revealing patterns, and this is really what this is about. Uh, when you go on a dating site, you, you may put in your preferences at a given time, and it matches it with other people's preferences. Um, it's a projection. You project who you are and what you want, and it's very explicit. But the reality is deeper inside you is your personality, is your character, the things that people may recognize about you when they dig a little deeper right? And the things you may want to recognize about yourself as well. So the mathematics really helps here because it's all about correlations. And when you're able to measure and put parameters 
around personality traits, and you try to match them, then it becomes very interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about how the technology actually works. Like, what are we utilizing here? Is it like ink blocks, and how we both react to that ink blot and what we see in it, or is it well? The, than no, that? the technology is equipped with what we call natural language processing capabilities, semantic analysis. It's capable of understanding uh, the expressions, what you say, what you do, basically, and how you express yourself and the tone in which you express yourself. Some system also can basically detect your voice and the hesitations. Things of that nature. Also, your interaction with objects is pretty important. Well, part of relationships, and one of the things that we always say, is that we tend to gravitate towards the same person, mm -hmm. and we keep repeating our same patterns. How can we dissect what those patterns are and change them so that maybe if we're having toxic relationships, we don't do that anymore? Well, that's the thing. I mean, today we try to, we live in a very quick society, right? We try to very quickly assess if we like people and what are the patterns. I mean, if you do t Tinder, for instance, you go back and forth and you look at all these things. The the ability for um, for the system to understand a pattern is based on how you've expressed yourself. So you usually have a web footprint. So you express yourself on Twitter, on Facebook, and whatnot. And so you say things. You, you basically indicate maybe that you want to be loved or that you're seeking approval, right? Or you're a contradictorian. You, you don't like certain things that other people like. And so you may find yourself not knowing that perhaps you're attracted to people who are like you from the perspective that you don't like what most people like. And you can find your happiness in that space with somebody because somebody who's going to be challenging and go and, and you find yourself with people that might be more like you in a way that you can have deeper conversation. You can share um, intimate, I would say, uh, intimate thoughts and belief. And it doesn't need that mean that you express them directly. It means that your character is understood and forged by these systems based on the information you receive, but also based on how you've expressed yourself. And we're able to identify and detect these different vectors of your personality. Well, that's so scientific for me, and <laughs> I'm sitting here. It's fascinating and, and also terrifying for me because I'm such an emotional, crazy person that right. I just want to, like, feel you and touch you and, and know, you know, what passions you have. And you're saying, really, that's ah, no, not but, on the forefront. It's well, a it's little deeper just, than that. Yeah, you're, you're actually, it's, it's interesting where you put it. And this is, I think, the peop what people might think as being threatening to them. But the reality is that that's where they find comfort. When you look at the algorithm used by Google to try to present information to you that is in, uh, in convergence with your community, for instance, uh, so that uh, you can feel safe and you can feel comfortable around the, uh, the data that is being provided to you, and therefore advertisement that's coming your way is going to feel pretty much familiar, so you can act on it very quickly. Things like that can happen even when you're starting to share emotions. So emotions themselves, you have to discuss. We're limited by the space between us and we have to enter into a conversation and we have to, to probe each other. Now that's really, my world. That's your world, right? <laughs> that's where I get in so there. So what if I told you that instead of probing each other like this, before that, we had the system had the ability to probe you a little bit and then when we do that, probe the others and say, well, maybe when the system probed this characteristic, maybe you guys should be talking with each other. Wow, so cool. Thierry Bell joins us from Darwin's Ecosystems LLC. So when the, your VibeMate app does come out, mm -hmm. so basically it's going to analyze your web behavior, it's going to analyze your voice too? Uh, no, not yet. Here's okay. the VibeMate is a, is a really cool project um, that's made in collaboration with a company over here that we're, uh, the CEO is in Montreal, who's a 
cognitive expression artist. And uh, it's kind of an experiment. VibeMate is going to be able to, you'll be able to say uh, here, and you'll be presented with images that carry emotions, right? Uh, you'll say, I like it, I don't like it, I'm passionate about it, I'm not passionate about it. And, Vi and VibeMate is going to build your personality profile, a sort of vignette, a sort of DNA of personality that doesn't explain to you exactly where you fit in the spectrum. It reveals an image with colors and shades of who you are, and it contains data behind it. And what happens is that the way you react with the object, whether you're in agreement, like most people in disagreement, is going to shape the way you actually are connected to other people. And you'll be able to um, basically filter the system and say, show me the people who have similar affinities than I do, and then you can engage. Well, that's something that we're going to be able to do as well, because we're going to have an exciting test lab yes. for Seoul and the city members. All right, that'll, that'll be cool. So stay tuned at solointhecity.tv for that if you want to test out the app. And joining us in studio tonight, Thierry Hubert from Darwin Ecosystems. We're going to meet our bachelorette of the week, Tanya. I know, we have to find her a mate. We do. So Tanya's on the way and more with Thierry about uh, dating and algorithms. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, your dating guru, Montreal socialista Cheryl Besner, founder of SoloInTheCity.tv. And we're talking about technology tonight. And uh, the Darwin ecosystem is pretty interesting. Thierry Hubert joins us in studio. And uh, basically, Thierry, you, uh, you help companies um, basically build personality profiles of people based on their online activity. It's, it's, it's really quite fascinating. And eventually, uh, you see this applying more uh, to the dating world. Yes, I do. Actually, I see it being applying to, to any, anybody who really wants to know more about themselves and how to put that data in interaction with other people and even objects. Um, most of our clients look at analyzing the pattern of conversations, seeing the movement of trends. And, but now it's much more uh, interesting when you start to put it in the hands of people who want to discover themselves and through that discovery connect to others. Well, we were talking about that even as far as the Watson computer mm -hmm. and the fact that this has been connecting business to business. <clears throat> and they're talking about the fact that we can bring it forward and it can be people to people, right? Right. And, and I think this is where it's fascinating. This is the next generation computing era. The cognitive computing is what we call it, which kind of like is integrated with what people call big data as well in terms of how to deal with all this massive amount of information. But what's phenomenal about Watson is imagine Watson as being your apprentice and you're an expert. And you teach Watson your skills and, and your craft. And Watson is capable of sharing it with other people and people can interact with it and it can learn on its own the effectiveness of diffusing the knowledge to others as well. So it's really fun because now we're starting to deal with computers that enhance insight and enhance decision making and where we can transpose our knowledge and how we do things. And then we can turn that into services that we can expand to a broader audience like the uh, IBM Watson oncologist where one specialist or a few specialists can actually teach Watson basically the medicine of oncology and have other people interact with it and as a proxy to the specialists. Solo in the City has a dating site um, as well on its uh, website. Mm -hmm. 
You're saying that even there's more that we can incorporate with your technology to yes. enhance and make our profiles even more current and constantly changing the way we do. You're absolutely right. As a, as a matter of fact, this is where it's exciting because most websites have a static view of who you are mm -hmm. and it's, bam, it's there. It's like, this is, I, I did my 80% profile and I'm done. And of course, it's going to match everything for me. But when you're able to analyze the footprint, the interaction, your profile changes, your personality changes, your target changes. You don't have to be as much hands-on and trying to curate your own profile and change it because things don't work. What you do in life and how you express yourself and who you interact with can help refine the profile and help you discover new people. Well, we hope that people get up and get out there and meet people a lot faster, you know, get off the line mm -hmm. and go out there. What is it that we can utilize your technology for to actually help us decide whether or not we're meeting the right person mm -hmm. who's just around the corner for us that we didn't meet before? Well, this is where it's interesting. Typically, you project, you know, who you want to attract and you will go after who you like. Well, if you are looking at a system that is more intimate, that takes away the veneer of the presentation of your ambassador, and it's able to match people around, and regardless of age, sex, the affinity, the seeking happiness, seeking the connection. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can put the filters of I'm a man looking for a woman, but the idea that the system organically can bring people together that have similar affinities, and it it kind of like went deeper than the appearance. It went deeper into your soul. It went deeper into, and that sounds scary, but it went deeper <laughs> into your fabric of who you are, right? And when you get to that point, it's very exciting because you're going to meet somebody and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. The filter of the first contact said, oh my gosh, you're so attractive. I really want to be with you, right? And I really mean it. <laughs> but, but the point is... It, it, and you need a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. You got it. And right. that's where it's become fun, right? So if this is kind of like, okay, well, we know we can engage on a deeper level because somehow our personality matched us, the exploration is more meaningful. Thierry Hubert joins us from Darwin Ecosystems, LLC. And uh, so here's the big question, Thierry. With technology like yours, uh, do you think you can do it better? Do you think you can match people better than, like, the bar scene, for example, or the way we traditionally meet people, or, you know, love at first sight or chemistry or any number of, of, of ways that we, that we find mates? Do you think the algorithms are going to be better? I think the uh, algorithms are going to give you a more insightful view on the people you meet. It's going to help eliminate some of the initial filter, some of the exploration, and help you discover yourself as well. So I think it's part of the spectrum of being more successful in finding people because revealing the patterns, and that's what we do, right? We look at patterns all the time. We detect anomalies. That's what we do. And our technology helps to do that. So I think it's, a, it's augmenting human perception, human insight, so you can make better decisions. I don't think it's going to replace it. I think it complements it wonderfully, especially... In an age of connectivity, where people travel, where they don't have as much time. Well, that's one of the things that um, I was talking with a company in uh, Vegas recently, and they have an app that is more about you connecting people based on who you think they are and what they need rather than what they think they need. And it's utilizing their Facebook friends, et cetera, et cetera, to really bring a bigger community together. And mm -hmm. it seems to be very successful. And a lot of the matchmakers even respect things like that. Well, because there's a discovery component. Isn't it fascinating? Somebody tells you, I can maybe tell you a little bit more about yourself by looking at your friends or by looking at your community, by looking at your actions rather than just what you say. That's where it's fun. That's where you're intrigued. And that's where you want to go towards that because we're all seeking to discover ourselves.
So it's it's beyond being a psychologist even. Yeah, it's introspective too. And it's also this desire. I mean, we, we are viewed by how others view us, right? Well, yes, we are. And, and sometimes we shouldn't be, right? Exactly. And that's where we go a little deeper. That's where technology can be helpful. So how could that be helpful in, in your instance um, with utilizing the vibe main? How can we remove that emotion from it? Well, I think, I think it's, it's, uh, the emotion is what is needed to construct, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you express yourself, you're emotional. And it's not a question of, of really removing the emotion. It's a question of maybe removing a lot more the uncertainties or being more open to the vulnerabilities. Because if it's deeper, if you, the characters have been matched on deeper uh, sentiments and personality traits, you automatically feel, well, okay, let me explore something. Let me take a little bit more risk. So you really, and, and you, you'll discover if, in fact, there's a connection much faster because you're going to cut down the deliberation cycle, the testing cycle, and all that. And, and then you'll be looking for validation around the core values. You think that people will stop asking those questions no. and looking? No, but they'll, they'll have a faster assessment. They'll, they'll be much more open and receptive. So it's coming down to straight science in this case for you. I think it's coming down to straight science. I think life in general is about science and math. I think math is a beautiful thing, personally. <laughs> but I think that the idea that we operate and we have a cognitive process, every living creature has a cognitive process, and we understand the science behind it. Uh, I think that science reveals, again, what is natural, what is emotional. And if we can measure it and classify it, we can help it. And can we change the results? Change the result. Oh, you mean temper about, is the result well, about who we are? Temper it, with who we are by changing things based on whatever we learn from your technology. Well, we change the results all the time. We change the result about our lives all the time based on the success that we have with others. And that shapes us. Well, I'm curious. We have a bachelorette here with us today. Tanya is from TV, And I would love to get her opinion on how you think algorithms might play into your dating life. Welcome. Hi. I think everything that you're saying is is awesome. The product sounds great. But where I feel some hesitation is what if that perfect person that has like the perfect characteristics that you will match up with isn't enrolled on your website? Then I'm only limited to those few that are on your website. So that kind of limits my option to finding my perfect potential mate. You're absolutely right. It will limit your options, but it will also limit your options because I know the perfect guy for you in Minneapolis. And you don't live in Minneapolis, so you can't reach him. <laughs> or maybe maybe the, the broader message is that maybe there are many perfect mates for us out there, right. and maybe the algorithms can help us find any number of them. It's exactly right. I mean, the thing is that, you know, it's a pond. You go fishing in the pond, right? You cast wherever you can. And, and I think that it is exactly that. It's it's not necessarily finding the perfect one all the time. I mean, we're so invested as a society in performance, in projecting a performance or excellence all the time. Reality is that it's a really high expectation to live with. And when you're more insightful, more introspective, and you're a little bit more vulnerable, it might be more fun. You might discover a lot of people, you know, that would be your perfect match. And so- then I have, a, I have a second point to like put on that. Is it kind of testing fate that you're putting science and mathematics into it instead of just leaving it up to nature to 
bump into that random person on the street and then go and get a coffee together. I would much prefer bump into a real person on the street and go get a coffee and have love at first sight. I mean, that's just what happened between my wife and I. <laughs> real quick, Tanya, we're almost out of time, Tanya, but your one deal, we asked this question for all of our bachelorettes. Uh, what's the one deal breaker in dating for you? I would say someone who takes themselves too seriously and also someone who I can't have a conversation with. Like, if I'm forcing it and just sitting there and trying to push that conversation through like that's a deal breaker all right you can find tanya and other bachelors and bachelorettes at solo in the city.tv just click on the dating tab and coming up cheryl we have our round table we'll have cora mcdonald from girls on games she's big into technology and glenn miller from uh white label, white label dating. dating they have tens of thousands of dating sites that company controls should be pretty fascinating so the round table is next solo in the city on news talk radio cjad 800 You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. As it happens, the algorithms that were setting us up, they weren't bad either. These algorithms were doing exactly what they were designed to do, which was to take our user-generated information, in my case, my resume, and match it up with other people's information. See, the real problem here is that while the algorithms work just fine, you and I don't. When confronted with blank windows where we're supposed to input our information online, very few of us have the ability to be totally and brutally honest with ourselves. The other problem is that these websites are asking us questions like, are you a dog person or a cat person? Uh, do you like horror films or romance films? You know, I'm not looking for a pen pal. I'm looking for a husband, right? <laughs> Solo in the City, your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with the founder of TV, Cheryl Besner. And Cheryl, that was a part of a, a TED Talk clip from Amy Webb about, uh, it was called How I Hacked Online Dating. Uh, pretty interesting stuff, and uh, it's a complicated subject. It is a complicated subject, and this whole, like everything we're talking about today, you know, it bringing in mathematics. We're talking about chemistry, and there's two different kinds of chemistry, the ones we find in a lab and the ones that happen, you know, naturally between two people and then there's technology and that's mixing up the dating world I think in a lot of ways for a lot of solos out there and let's uh, get right to our roundtable shall that's, we let's just do it let's uh we have in studio uh Cora McDonald from Shom's Girls on Games also a CJD producer welcome Cora thanks for having me and on the line we have Glenn Miller of White Label Dating uh Glenn welcome to Solo in the City thank you for having me so the question is, do you use a lot of technology in your dating life, Cora? Well, I just had a date last night that I met on OkCupid, so I have been using technology in my dating life very recently. I have done it in the past as well, and I've been pretty successful in terms of the quality of the people I've been meeting, despite what some may think. I think um, that it's possible to meet uh, interesting and uh, proper mates online. Okay, so last night you met and the chemistry was there? Yeah, it was there. Um, it, it so happened that um, after we exchanged a bit on um, online on OkCupid, I, I told him to add me on Facebook 
And when I added him on Facebook, we had friends in common, and we noticed that the friend we had in common was indeed his cousin. So in in this case, you were actually the communication and the connector for for that date. But then, Glenn, I wanted to ask you: We're talking about online dating and other systems that really use algorithms to bring people together. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I've I've been involved in online dating for quite a while, personally, since about two thousand, back with. Uh, I was using personally a love at AOL and matchmaker.com. And um, I've been involved in the dating business since, so oh, gosh, 97. Um, the problem with algorithms, as much as they try, I think, is that there's just no accounting for chemistry. You know, it would be great if we could pull the DNA from two people and figure out how they're going to meet. But two people on paper sometimes look fantastic, and then they get together and there's nothing. And I've had that experience personally. And then other times you you just have this incredible magnetism towards somebody and you don't necessarily look great on paper, but you seem to have a good relationship. Right. Well, Glenn, I mean, you've been dating and, and you're a little bit older than Cora is. And you were dating I once. A, well, just a little <laughs> bit, Glenn. Okay. I, okay. I'm going to use myself and I will t- use myself as the example here. I can tell you how technology has kind of changed the way in which I date and I see people dating than when I was 25. Now you've experienced certain things. How do you feel about that, Glenn? Technology has definitely uh, changed dating. It gives people far more choices than they ever have. Um, You know, I remember when I was younger, and yes, I am a little older. I'm 54. So when I started dating, you know, what is it, almost 35 years ago, let's call it, you know, doing the bar scene in college, walked in and maybe there were 10 or 20 people to meet. And now technology makes it easy to just, you know, go through literally hundreds of people in a matter of, you know, an hour to find people that look uh, more attractive to you, whether it be physically, mentally, or the things you share on paper. Well, the funny part is that you mentioned the bar scene, and when I was recently out in New York City, we were at a bar, and the people beside me were on Tinder looking at people elsewhere online rather than the people that were in the same room. What is your experience with that right now, Cora? Um, if I'm going on a date with someone or, um, even in a group and people are on their telephones, usually I'll acknowledge it. Um, even if it is not a dating website, I just feel like it's, we're so disconnected from each other, even though we're so connected online and it's definitely an issue in the millennial generation that I'm a part of. Um, but it's difficult to say whether it's an issue or whether it's just now a part of everyday life, you know, and it's just something that we, we have to adapt to. So you like the use of the technology within your personal relating and dating world? Well, it helps in so far as I don't want to date at work. I don't want to have uh, relationships with people that I work with and I spend a lot of time at work and, and working or in school and they could be future colleagues. So it is ad- advantageous because I can get to know people outside of the circle of people that I already know. Well, they say that part of the whole thing about the algorithms is that it takes the emotion out of it. But I don't know. Should we be taking the emotion out of our dating and relating? What do you think, Dan? 
I, I'm not a huge fan of online dating, and I'm going to take some uh, convincing because I, I've tried uh, Tinder briefly a couple of times. Really no success there. I, f- I find it to be too superficial. And in general, my main objection, maybe I'll, ask, I'll throw this to Glenn because, Glenn, I, I find that people can cannot be themselves online. So if, if you're sort of trying to craft this profile and put your best foot forward, I want to see your, wor- I want to see your worst foot forward first. That's the, <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see both feet, the best feet and the worst feet. And I worry with online dating that sometimes we... We, we get surprises later on. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it's a very, very good point. And I think with online dating, and again, I'm both in the industry and I've used it personally for many, many years, it has both drawbacks and it has um, some incredible benefits. The incredible benefits, of course, is the numbers game. People you would never, ever meet, you suddenly get to uh, to see that you, you just might never run across. And that's probably why now one in three marriages start online, and that number just keeps getting uh, higher and higher, the number of people who meet online. But there are definitely some, some disadvantages, and you mentioned one of them. You, you know, I've helped people write their online profiles, so that's me writing for them, not them writing for them, which probably seems a little unfair. Um, I think the other thing, and this is maybe not so much the algorithm part that you want to talk about today, but I think one of the issues out there and I've heard this complaint from people, is that there's the tendency with online dating, there's so many people out there, the next one is always better. And I think personally sometimes when you're, you know, 40 or 50 years ago, you met someone that was pretty good. You know, they were great, and you really put some effort into it. I think sometimes there's a tendency, not all the time, but sometimes there's a tendency to go, well, they're not perfect. Let me look for the next one because there's another one around the corner, you know. Uh, sort of the the old saying, you know, men are like buses. Um, there will be another one around in fifteen minutes. And I do think that you're right. I think that is a huge component in it. You know, we're talking, I just want to make tell you something. We're talking about online profiles and people not necessarily saying what's true. I had somebody reach out to me out of the blue online a couple of weeks ago, and all he said was, you know what? You look like somebody who hasn't gotten laid in a long time. Oh. I know. And and yet, and oh then I go God. to look at his profile, and you know what it says? I'm respectful, polite, uh, yeah. and a real charming uh, person. Oh, and I'm like, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank uh, Glenn Miller for joining us from White Label Dating on the line. Glenn, remind us again, how many uh, how many dating sites do you guys control right now? Uh, about 25,000, actually. 25,000. the largest online dating company you've never heard of. Wow. And in a future and, show, Cheryl, we're going to focus on some of the more specific ones, uh, like like gluten-free dating, for example. That's Some really right. interesting ones. So that's coming up. Glenn, thanks for joining us. No problem. My pleasure. And thanks to Cora McDonald from Shom's Girls on Games and uh, from The Exchange here on CJD. Thanks for stopping by, Cora. Thank you for having me as well. Coming up next, Cheryl, your KISS calendar. Keep it simply social. All the events that uh, you need to know of in the next seven days. Plus, comedian Joss Solomon with her love beats on the street. That's right. We're going to know what people have to say about dating through algorithms. Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. First you both go watch your way in the vibe. is feeling stronger with small Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with your dating guru, Cheryl Besner, of course, founder of SoloInTheCity.tv. And Cheryl, it's time for your kiss calendar. Keep it simply social. And uh, hey, we're right into the summer now, so tons and tons of events in the next week. Tons of events, tons of outdoor events. And one of them is starting on Sunday. All the museums are opening up their doors. It's a great opportunity to go out there and see all the permanent and temporary exhibits, but it also includes great outdoor activities, and they're doing games. You'll have uh, shows that you can go see. They're even presenting some films, and they have great tour guides on hand to give you private tours. So it's a great day at any museum. Just choose one and get out there. Also on Sunday... One of my favorite activities, it's the Lobster Clam Jam 2015 taking place in Montreal at La Moisie. It's the third annual event taking place, and it raises money for the Starlight Foundation, which will have another huge event coming up in June, which we'll talk about later on another show. As well, Tuesday, Meetup is having a public speaking event where you can go and brush it up, and that can help you in your work world or in your dating world. So if you want a little practice at getting out there and doing those opening liners, this might just be the place for you to do it. And again, that's on Tuesday at 545. C2 Montreal is having their closing party at Arsenal, a great uh, environment also. There's going to be dancing all night long. And then we head into Friday. Sublime is hosting their third annual terrace opening. It's in Vaudreuil. They're going to have a full-range barbecue. They have all kinds of raw stations as well. Raw bars are there. They're serving beer, wine, and just get up there. Get out. Get social. And do it because this is the time to meet a lot of people at all these terraces that are opening up this week. And finally, uh, let's uh, check out... uh a new place in town. That's right. Well, last week I was so happy. I got to check out this new Mexican joint that's going on and opened up downtown on Union Street and it's called L'Escondite and it stands for the hideout, which is a great place to go solo, to meet new people, undercover that is, or on a date. And we welcome the owner, Benjamin Picton. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great. Well, I have to tell you, I've got to bring Dan down to your place because it's a fantastic environment. It's very casual, and it's also going to be open for lunch as well as dinner coming up, right? Yeah, we're opening as of the 26th of May for lunchtime. We just opened two weeks ago, so the first couple of weeks, we just want to make sure we run our kitchen right and our floor right. So in about two weeks from now, the 26th of May, lunches will be open. Uh, Obviously, we're in a very busy lunch uh, district, so we're looking forward for that. And again, I was saying, it's a very casual environment. You've got this beautiful mur- mural on the wall at the back of the restaurant. It's, it's so sexy as well. Yeah, so basically there's a lot of very, very cool artwork. Um, you know, Mexicans are very well known for their artwork, so we did some really nice stuff. Uh, Miss Me did the artwork in the back, which is really amazing, but we got a bunch of cool artworks all over the restaurant. So, yeah. And a great cocktail list. Yeah, that's really amazing. So we basically have a lot of, like, cool Mexican products that we use and that we created some really really good cocktails you know some very fresh drinks so with mezcal on we top of mezcal, it all right got, you, have you yeah. ever had mezcal ben? i i have uh it's been a while though I, I got it's pretty hard to find yeah so basically we have some private imports we brought some private imports yeah there are i mean there's there is there's only one uh at uh, the saq there's only one we've got a couple more uh but it's a really good drink and we put some in our cocktails we also have a great list of tequilas Mm-hmm. And the fun part about us is that we brought a lot of private imports, so which is tequilas and mezcal that you won't find uh, at your local uh, SAQ. So 
and we made it some amazing cocktails with that. You want and to get to know one of your dates, by the way? Have a couple of mezcal cocktails. <laughs> the truth will come out. <laughs> the truth always comes out over mezcal. And the fun thing also is that everything here, Dan, is sharing plates. So the menu is huge. I mean, it's just got and tons of flavors, but everything is sharing. Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, I think the, the, the whole concept is that we like people to come and have a couple of different plates and taste a bit of everything, uh, such amazing flavors and all the dishes. So uh, that's the idea of people come in, take two, three plates per person. That makes four to five plates for with a couple, and they taste a bit of everything. And it comes up pretty quick also, so that's fun. You know, if you're coming and you're really busy and you want to come in and out, plates come out really quick. All right, Benjamin Bitton, owner of the brand-new Esconzit on uh, Union downtown. Uh, good luck, uh, congratulations, and uh, thank you for, for dropping by with a gift for our listeners. Thank you so much for coming. So we'll be uh, offering a, a dinner for two at Escondite. So uh, Shara will be, uh, I guess... Uh, we'll be drawing that, that on Tuesday. So if you want to win this uh, dinner for two, I would suggest that you get online right away. Go to Solo in the City's Facebook page, like us, and we will draw the winner on Tuesday. And just out of curiosity, what was that cornel table in the back that's perfect for date night that I told you? What number is that? So the table 49, which is like that corner table. So Very that's intimate. the table you want, ladies and gentlemen. Table Win 49. It and yeah. go to table 49. Benjamin Bitton of Esconzite. Thanks for stopping by, Benjamin. And we go right in now to Jess Solomon with uh, Love Beats on the Street. And she went out onto the street talking about using science and math uh, to help find a good match. That's right. So listen to what people have to say. Do they like the technology or don't they? Hi, I'm Jess Solomon here with Solo in the city. Love Beats on the Street on CJAD. What's your name? My name is Andrew Barr. So we're talking this week about uh, the role of math and science and matching people up. Like, what would you say if I told you that there was a computer device that could match you up with the perfect person uh, and tell you kind of around where to find them? Uh, I'd say that's a lot of pressure off the top, the computer being like, this is the one, this is the woman, and you know that already, and now don't mess don't it up. Mess. Arthur, it's great to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Jess. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that because it's, it's probably going to be better than my mom, so that's, that's always better. Anything that's an upgrade for my mom is good because she's been doing all the much making my life at this point. And she's probably a little bit biased. Yeah, a little bit biased and not doing a good job at all. I mean, I've always used Microsoft Excel to date. And, so and how does that work out for you? Well, um, pretty good. I have a, I have a lot of graphs up in my apartment. I just keep a wall, and I'm I'm, I'm tracking pretty good. You know, I'm tracking I'm tracking pretty good. I would be skeptical, but I would also say sign me up. <laughs> I have no idea how to find a match for myself. I don't know how people manage to do it. It seems like a weird mix of luck and timing and yeah. whatever so the intangible chemistry yeah math and science seem about as reasonable as anything else so there you have it Cheryl using technology to find love I think this is something that's going to become more and more popular as, as, uh, as time goes on well it is and again you can find that technology on TV on our very own dating site and to meet more bachelors and bachelorettes get out there get social get online or get out to a terrace all right solo in the city.tv for all the dating information for the content next week on solo in the city dating diets we're here saturday nights at 10 p.m on news talk radio cjad 800 have a wonderful week cheryl thank you and i'm cheryl besner flying solo with you this week and for more information on any of these events and more go to solo in the city.tv see you next week you make it up.
Sessions. Hey.